I think the most helpful way to understand modes is sort of in context of keys. By really understanding what makes keys keys, it's easier to understand exactly what modes really are. So this is going to be part one of two parts on modes. The second part is going to really dive into how to practically use modes in your songs. But this is part one where we're going to dive into a perspective on modes that is largely derived from keys. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you take some time out of your busy week to talk songwriting with me. Just as an upfront FYI, I try to make podcasts and videos that are sort of across the spectrum of, uh, I don't want to just make content that is for people who like just heard of songwriting last week. Uh, I want to give deeper dives that are good for more seasoned songwriters so that in theory, even people who have been maybe songwriting for longer than I have been songwriting, uh, maybe they're like 50 years old and they've just had more time in life or whatever the story might be, still get uh, can get things from what we talk about. I try to go for like the friend of yours that you can actually talk songwriting with because if you're anything like me, uh, I have exactly one friend that I can talk songwriting with. Uh, maybe mentor is a better word, uh, but uh, I think we regard each other as friends. Uh, but anyway, that's what I go for generally. But in that, there's sort of a spectrum, right? So some episodes are going to be really be able to cover all those bases. And whether you're a new or seasoned songwriter, there's going to be something in that episode for you. I try to have most episodes be that, uh, but some are going to be basically just for beginners. And then others are going to be mostly geared towards and targeted at people who have been around for a little while. So full disclosure up front, this episode and the next episode are kind of that. This is more geared for those of you who at least understand some basics on music theory. If you don't, though, I'm not saying go away, this isn't for you. I'm just warning you that some of this may go a little over your head or some of this you might not quite be be ready for. Still, it should be helpful. But if you really understand keys, specifically the way I explain it in my four different pillars of music theory that every songwriter needs to know guide, if you've read through that and or if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and heard some of my podcasts on keys, you're probably good to go and aren't going to be missing anything. I do highly recommend, if you haven't already, be sure to grab that guide, read that first, understand keys first, because we're going to talk about keys real quick here. But if you understand it at a deeper level that that guide will teach you, that will help a lot with what we're talking about here. Because there's different levels of understanding, right? And you we'll probably get a good level of understanding just from listening to this, probably no matter what your, your current knowledge is. But this is mostly geared towards people who have an idea on keys already and are looking to really make their modes understanding as firm as their keys understanding is. Um, so that was way longer than I wanted that to be. Just know this is mostly geared towards those who have been around 
for a little while. If, if, if they want to take a deep dive into modes, that's why it's going to be two parts because I didn't feel like I could cover everything in one part. Well, I could, but you know, then it would probably be like a two hour episode and nobody has ever actually yelled at me yet for having too long of episodes, which surprises me because I think I have had a couple that hit 55 minutes. Um, but uh, I feel terrible just going over it. Like I don't really even love going over 40, even though I do it probably more often than I'd like. Um, so maybe it's all in my head. Maybe you all are like, no, go ahead. Make an hour and a half episode. I don't know. Uh, but that feels like egregious to me. So we're splitting it into two parts. The guide, by the way, four pillars of music theory. Every songwriter needs to understand is at songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. Also forgive my voice today, recovering from COVID round two, uh, which is also why this is going to be out a day late. I was just still too exhausted yesterday. So forgive the fact that my voice is probably going to be more nasally and annoying than usual. So sorry about that. So keys. Got to start there because we're talking about modes and context of keys. A key basically consists of two parts because if you name a key out loud, you would say something like, oh, this song is in the key of D minor or C sharp major or B flat minor or a major. If you notice, every single key has a tonic note, which is just the note, right? So B flat, C, D, set A. Those would be the tonic notes. And then the quality, which are borrowing that term from intervals, right? So if you have a perfect third, you would say you have a number in the third. Uh, and then you have a quality, which would be the major versus a minor third would have a minor quality, or a perfect fourth would have perfect quality. So all keys are going to be a tonic note and a quality. And very specifically, when it comes to true keys, whenever you say like key of blank, for the most part, it's really just major and minor. And yes, there's several different minors. We could talk harmonic minor and melodic minor and natural minor. But for sake of discussion, we're just going to assume natural minor here and just talk basic major, natural minor. <clears throat> so that's what a key is, right? And overall, when it comes to major, every single major key, once you know the tonic note, you can actually build and figure out all the different notes that you're going to have in the key beyond the tonic note, simply by understanding that every single major key, if you play it like a scale going up, goes whole step, whole step, half step, whole step, whole step, whole step, half step. So taking C major, you start with C, you take a whole step to D, a whole step to E, and then a half step to F, whole step to G, whole step to A, whole step to B, and then a half step back to C. And that's going to be true for literally every major key. I don't care if it's B flat major, F sharp major, or G major, or D major. It does not matter. If you can remember whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half, um, then you can, when given a name, like B flat major, you can now figure out all the notes. By the way, the easy way that I remember that is just whole, whole, half, whole, whole, whole half. Literally like that little rhythmic thing. And that's how I remember it. Makes it real easy. 
So that is going to be true of every major key. And then every minor key is defined by whole half, whole, whole half, whole half, or sorry, whole, whole. Let me say that again. Whole half, whole, whole half, whole, whole. So taking C again, if it's C minor this time, so the tonic note is still C, and then our quality this time is minor. If we have a whole step, we have C to D, and then a half step to E flat, and then a whole step to F, and a whole step to G, and then a half step to A flat, and then a whole step to B flat, and then a whole step again to C. So did I say did I say that G to A flat is a whole step? I meant to say half step. Um, so that's the difference between major and minor. Major, whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half. Minor is whole, half, whole, whole, half, whole, whole. And if you don't know what whole steps and half steps are, again, go <laughs> go grab the free guide. Uh, and then come l- listen back to this episode because I don't have time to dive into all the little nuances and I don't want to totally alienate the, <laughs> the people that are like, hey, you said that this is going to be for people that already know some music theory and you're going through all the basics, uh, which we already are to an extent with this keys, but hear me out. There's a, there's a reason we're doing this. Um, also, technically, it's possible for you to understand keys and kind of have forgotten the whole, they all share the same steps and that's sort of what gives them all the same sound. But overall, what a key does, largely, is it establishes a tonal center of gravity, which is what your tonic is. So I mentioned the tonic note, right? So C major. Major is the quality, and the tonic note is C. What that essentially means is that in this key of C major, the tonal center of gravity is going to be C. Now, the tonal center of gravity is going to be C the note, but also it's going to be C major, the chord, because the name of the key is C major. And in sheet music, if you're used to reading sheet music, the key is going to be established by a key signature, right? So if you see that there's two sharps, you know, oh, okay, this is in D major or possibly in B minor. Now, it doesn't tell you whether it's the the major or the relative minor, but you know it's one of the two, right? Or if you see no sharps or flats, then you know, oh, okay, this is either C major or it's A minor. Or if there's one flat, it's F major or D minor, etc. So what's the takeaway? What, 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 what should we notice here? Something to notice is when I just pointed out that the same key signature has a major and a relative minor, which I think all of us understand that, hopefully. That C major and A minor have fundamentally the exact same notes. Not fundamental. I don't know why I said fundamentally. They have the exact same notes, period, end of story. Again, assuming natural minor here. So, the notes of a major key and a minor key are the exact same. A minor and C major have the same notes. Yes, it's true that C major and C minor don't have the same notes, 
but a major key and a minor key, which sound radically different, right? Nobody would ever say, oh, C major sounds totally the same as A minor, right? If you've ever heard a song in any minor key and you've ever heard that same song in a major key or vice versa, or just you've heard different songs, some are in major and some are minor, you would never confuse the two, right? In fact, probably the easiest thing to learn when it comes to like ear training, which can be difficult, is hearing whether something is major or minor, right? Most people are like, oh, this song's in a major key or this song's in a minor key. You might not be able to tell the difference between other things, but that's usually one of the first things that you can hear. You might not be able to like harmonize to like, oh, this this is a third above the vocal line. So I'm going to harmonize with the third above. Uh, but you probably can tell whether it's major or minor. And yet, A minor and C major have the exact same notes. D major and B minor have the exact same notes. F major and D minor have the exact same notes. And yet, nobody would ever confuse the two, but it's the exact same notes. Major and minor sound significantly different. So what causes that? Well, it's the other piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah, it has all the same notes. But the tonic note, what's treated as the tonal center of gravity, that is what is different. The fact that C is this tonal center of gravity rather than A is the entire difference between the the darker sound of A minor and the much more bright sound of C major, which is not to say that, of course, you can get dark tones out of major and you can get happy tones out of minor. Yes, of course. Uh, to boil down major versus minor as just happy versus sad is reductionist, even if it is based somewhat in truth. So why is this important? That A minor and C major, the only difference that makes them sound radically different is A being the tonic in minor, A minor, and C being the tonic for C major. The reason it's important is it's the main key to understanding modes. So let's take the notes of C major. We'll commit to C major because we like to not make it harder than it has to be around here, which may surprise you, but here we are. So let's take the notes of C major. We have C, D, E, F, G, A, B. No sharps or flats, right? Simplest key of all. There's a reason why it's one of the most commonly used keys, and the only reason that I believe G major usually beats it is because there's more guitarists in the world who write songs than there are pianists, and also G major is easy for both piano and guitar, whereas C major is definitely easier for piano, and I'm not going to say it's hard for guitar, but nobody likes F major chords on guitar. Do I hear an amen, guitarist? I'm, I'm like firmly an intermediate or even past that guitarist, I would say, and I still hate that chord. Uh, so I, I like, when I write with a guitar, like if you ever hear a song from me that's in C major, I guarantee you I did not write that on the guitar. Uh, you usually can tell what songs I writ, wrote with what instrument. But anyway, so C major, C, D, E, F, G, A, B. All the notes without sharps or flats. As long as you know the alphabet, from A to G, you're good, <laughs> right? Those, those, are, those are the notes. There's no, there's no uh, 
you know, Y in, in music. There's no S or T, which is kind of sad, actually, because some of the coolest letters are at the end, like X and S and R. You know, like all the villain names start with those letters. Anyway, so if we treat C as the tonic from C major, again, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, or if we want to start just an alphabetical order, we could say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? If we treat C as the tonic, C is that t- center of gravity, then we have true C major. If, but we've established that A minor has the exact same notes as C major, a natural minor, and yet sounds significantly different. So if we treat A as the tonic, the center of gravity, then we get A minor. But you, you, you may have noticed there's seven notes in C major, right? C, D, E, F, G, A, B. We've covered two of them with major and minor. So that means we have five left because C and A are just two of the seven notes in C major. C is the one, the first scale degree in C major, right? So if we go C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C is the one. And then A is the six, right? We start with one, C, one, D, two, E, three, F, four, G5, and then A6. Or seen another way, in the context of C major, your six chord is going to be A minor, right? Or more importantly, your six scale degree overall is just A. So we've utilized two of the seven. What if we treat one of the other notes as the tonic? What, what, about, what about the second scale degree? Right, we've covered the first scale degree in major and the sixth scale degree for minor. So let's just walk up. We, we already have one. What about two? Well, if we treat D as if it's the center of gravity, then we would get the Dorian mode because the Dorian mode is what's built off of the second scale degree. What if we treat the third scale degree as if it's the tonic? So E, what if we treat E as the tonic? Again, all the same notes. We're just changing which one we're treating as if it's the tonic. Then we would get Phrygian because Phrygian is built off of the third scale degree. What about the fourth scale degree? We haven't covered that one yet because we haven't gotten a six yet and that's the only other one we've covered so far. So so what about F? F is our fourth scale degree in C major. That would be the Lydian mode because the Lydian mode is built off of the fourth scale degree. The fifth scale degree would be Mixolydian. So G, if we had all the notes of C major and yet had G as the center of gravity for the song, then it would be Mixolydian, specifically G Mixolydian. What about the sixth scale degree? Well, we already covered that. Right? We said, oh, that's A minor. But also, for what it's worth, uh, it also has a, a mode name, which is Aeolian. So A Aeolian and A natural minor are the same, or at least the same strictly when it comes to what the notes are. 
Some people make like arguments that you would call it natural minor versus call it Aeolian in different scenarios, uh, which so far I haven't, I personally don't think it's super compelling that they're any different, uh, but I reserve the right to change my mind on that. And then lastly, the seventh scale degree, because we haven't used that one yet. So B, and the mode built off of the seventh scale degree is the Locrian mode. For what it's worth, also major has a modal name as well, which is Ionian. So C Ionian and C major are actually the same. So really, if you think of major and minor keys, which are the main things that we understand, we think of it as a dichotomy, right? Oh, this is either going to be in major or minor. And if we're a little more experienced with music, we also understand, well, there's different types of minor, right? There's harmonic minor, there's natural minor, there's melodic minor. And then we might even have sort of heard of some other ones, right? Or we've heard of modes, things like Phrygian or Dorian, and we're like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder where that comes from. But overall, modes are really very simple. And the dichotomy of major and minor is, is really not really a real thing. Because even with major and minor, we've established A minor and C major, exact same notes. The only difference is what note is treated as the root in the scale of C major. And modes are just filling out the other seven, or the other five, I guess, for a total of seven. Because there's seven scale degrees in any major or minor key and we've only used two of them for major or minor. So if we use the other five, that fills out the template a little bit more with some modal options. So modes share the same notes as major or minor keys. They just have a different tonic. Or, seen another way, they have a different series of intervals from their tonic. What do I mean by that? Well, back at the beginning, we established that, for example, major is always whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half for the steps that you have, which is a part of what gives it the sound of major and is the reason that overall C major and B major obviously don't sound exactly the same, but you can transpose from C major to B major for a vocalist, and it makes no fundamental difference to the song at all. Right? Like you wouldn't say, oh, the song sounds different. You would say that if you heard it back to back, you'd be like, oh, there's a key change or whatever. But it doesn't sound fundamentally different in, a, in the same way that switching from major to minor would sound. <clears throat> so overall, the sound that you get from a key or a mode, from one point of view, it's simply, it's all major for at least natural minor and then all the modes we talked about. But which note we're treating as the tonic makes all the difference. Or from another point of view, from the tonic, what the, the series of whole steps and half steps we have is what gives it that defining sound. So what more can we learn about keys and modes? Well, let's go back to the scale degrees of C major and the chords off them. This is, again, where if you understand keys as taught in the guide, this, this, this will be helpful. So you, theoretically, already know that your 1, 4, and 5 chords are major, 
and your two, three, and six chords are minor, right? So you know in any major key, your one chord, so in C major, your C major chord is major. You also know that your four chord in every major key is major, F major. And your five chord is always major, G major and C major. And then you know your three minor chords are two, D minor in the context of C major, three, E minor in the context of C major, and six, which is A minor, which is the six in the context of, or sorry, it's A, it is A minor in the context of C major. And then of course there's the diminished chord that nobody cares about, which is going to be built on the seventh scale degree. So you may have noticed, okay, C major is a major key, obviously. And the chord that it's that it's uh it's its root or the chord that is the tonic is C major, right? And then a minor or the minor six chord of C major is what is the one chord of a minor key. Oh, that's interesting. It's almost like whatever the tonic chord is of a key is what largely gives it its sound because your tonic chord in C major is C is a major chord and in A minor, it's a minor chord. That's interesting. Okay, so if we know that every mode is just built off of different chords, then I wonder if that would continue. Would the modes that sound darker and more minor be ones that are built off of the minor chords and the ones built off of the major chords would tend to be on the brighter side? And the obvious answer, (laughs) based on the way that I'm approaching this, is yes. So... In every major key, the other major chords besides the one are the four and the five. So let's revisit those. The mode that is built off of the fourth scale degree is Lydian. And the mode built off of the fifth one is Mixolydian. And yes, both of those are largely major modes. Now, the most helpful way to look at modes is usually in shades, I think. Because if you take the false dichotomy of like major happy, minor sad, which of course is reductionist, as I said earlier, but it has truth to it, right? By default, unless I do something specific, if I'm playing in major, it's going to sound generally on the happier spectrum of things. And if I play in minor, it's going to sound generally on the sadder side of things. But really, we don't just have the options of happy, sad. If just for a moment, we'll say, okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll allow the reductionist view that major is happy and minor is sad. We'll allow it for a second. There's actually shades in between that allow us to play with different tonalities that aren't as sad as minor, but maybe not as happy as major. We also have ones that are even darker sounding than minor and even brighter sounding than major. 
And as you can imagine, the mode that is even brighter than the Ionian mode, aka major, is going to be one of the modes built off of a major chord. So again, our one, four, and five are our major chords, right? So we know that either, we know that major is built off of the one. So either the one built off of the four or the five is probably going to sound, be the one that sounds one step brighter than major. And that would be true. That would be the Lydian mode, which is built off of the fourth scale degree, or seen another way, in C major, if you treat F major instead as the tonic chord, as the home chord, then that would actually sound even one step brighter than C major. And then Mixolydian is actually one step darker. And Mixolydian is built off of the five. And in the next episode, for what it's worth, we will talk about why this is. We'll just touch on it here. But overall, what's the Lydian mode built off of the four is going to be the brightest. Then your major is going to be the second brightest, again, generally. And then Mixolydian built off of the five is going to be the third brightest. And then Dorian off of the two is then going to be two steps darker than major now because Mixolydian built off the five. That was one step darker than major and yet is still a major mode. But Dorian is the brightest of the minor modes or seen another way, it is two steps darker than major rather than three steps darker than major, which is normal minor, which is again is built off of the sixth scale degree, which leaves that third scale degree as the other minor, which is Phrygian, which is my personal favorite of all because it sounds really dark and kind of exotic. Uh, the easy way to remember it is it's basically the Jaws thing of that. That minor two at the bottom is basically the, the main sound of Phrygian. That's sort of that quintessential Phrygian sound. But anyway, that's even one step darker than minor. So especially if you're like writing a hard, a hard rock song and you're like, man, natural minor just doesn't sound dark enough. Go Phrygian. Um, it's used by a lot of rock bands, as it should be. It's fantastic. Um, and then Locrian exists, which is built off the seventh scale degree and is diminished. And you might think, oh, it's even darker. Eh, just more sounds like crap. Um, and you can even watch other YouTube videos out there. It's, it's, it's like the thing that is like almost universally agreed to be like, it's just not useful. Just don't use it. Doesn't mean not to try. Go ahead. Just you've been warned. So overall. C major or C Ionian, D Dorian, E Phrygian, F Lydian, G Mixolydian, A minor or A Aeolian, and B Locrian all have the exact same notes. All of them. All those things I just said, exact same notes. The only difference is that they have a different tonic. They are different relative modes or relative keys. Which is going to be important going into next week's episode where we're going to start to make this practical and talk about how to actually use this knowledge. We're going to build out this knowledge a little bit more first before we dive directly 
into exactly how to use it. But I thought this was an important foundation to cover before we got there. Again, if you were confused by anything I said in this episode, I'm pretty sure everything without exception uh, you would understand. First of all, if you listen to every episode of the Songwriter Theory podcast, uh, then I'm, which I don't know if any of you exist. If you do, wow, that's amazing and thank you. But um, that that is one way that you probably wouldn't wouldn't be confused. But that's a lot of time, so I'm not telling you to go back and do that. Uh, but go grab that guide, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. We'll teach you everything that you really need to understand. Maybe re-listen to this after that because there's a lot of things that I will have said that probably will make more sense to you and will click and will uh, harden in your mind in a way that they just couldn't if you didn't already understand certain things. Like, for example, when I talked about how the one, four, and five and every major key those are always major chords, and then the two, three, and six are always minor, and then the seven is diminished. If you didn't know that, that might be an example of a thing that really understanding that coming into this episode, uh, that would that would have resulted in some of this knowledge being way more meaningful to you. Overall, the big takeaway from this episode is, look, the only difference between all the different modes and major and minor is which note is the tonic. There's a little bit more nuance to it, right? Because really it's not just the tonic that determines the sound. It is the intervals proceeding from that tonic as you go up the scale, right? But they're all built off of the exact same notes. So really, if you understand major, if you understand all the major keys, you essentially understand all of the Dorian modes and the Phrygian modes and the Lydian modes and the Mixolydian modes and the Aeolian modes, aka natural minor, and... Um, the Locrian mode, which again is worthless, so who cares? But <laughs> technically you already know all of those just by knowing all the notes and all your major keys, which you know all of that just if you know whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half. So really from this episode, it will be a slow way to go, but you technically could figure out like any Lydian mode simply by starting with, okay, let's start with major, Let's say D major, and then we do whole, whole, half, whole, whole, half. And from there, you would be able to figure out that the four in D major is G, which is important because we learned that what's built off of the fourth scale degree is going to be Lydian. So you understand that, oh, all the notes I figured out for D, ma for D major, if I then treat my G major chord and G the note as the tonic, I then have G Lydian. Uh, that was a nice little <laughs> really fast run through. Hopefully didn't confuse you. I believe in you. Right now, your mind is humming. You're like, yes, I got everything you said. I'm not confused at all. But again, if you were, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. Or if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, uh, go back and listen to uh, any deep dive podcasts on major keys or minor keys, but probably major keys. Hopefully this was helpful to you. Next week's episode, again, is where we really get practical about it. So be sure to actually follow up this episode with that episode. If you listen to this episode and not that episode, it sort of defeats the purpose. Although uh, certainly if you just wanted to understand modes, this, I guess, hopefully would do it. 
Um, but if you want to understand how to actually utilize modes in your music or some ideas of how to utilize modes, there's obviously not rules on how to utilize them. There's just more common ways to utilize them versus less common ways. Be sure to come back next week. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you, especially this week because you dealt with my sick voice. Uh, so you, you deserve six stars. Assuming five stars is the max, you deserve six. If you believe in extra credit, which is is a, is a is a is a whole thing, but if you haven't already, and you enjoy the podcast, something you can do to help out is leave a kind review. Hopefully, five stars. Hopefully, I've earned five stars on whatever podcast listening app you use. Probably Apple Podcasts or Spotify for most of you. Which those two are, I believe. Uh, not the only two that have the ability to review, but certainly the most important ones for reviews. To those of you who have already done that, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I know that taking any amount of time to to go leave a kind review is is an effort that, look, I'll admit I'm guilty. There's have been podcasts that I've really enjoyed that I've listened to, and I don't think I got around to a review. I suck. I should go back and review those. So I understand that like not every podcast you listen to and enjoy you necessarily leave a review and it's extra effort. So I appreciate you for doing that. I will talk to you next week. <laughs>